Stephen Byrne. On 2FM. Welcome back to the weekly roundup of everything that happened on the show at the weekend. You can catch us every Saturday and Sunday on 2FM from 3 o'clock, where we talk to some of the biggest stars in the world and also bring you brand new music. My name is Stephen Byrne, and this week we caught up with some of the biggest stars on TV at the moment. Sex Education Season 3 is back and it is uh, better than ever. Absolutely loving it. I binged it all in one go, (laughs) which I feel like everybody did with that first season when it came out, which led it to become one of the most successful streaming shows ever. We caught up with some of the cast to talk all about it and find out what we have in store for season three. Season three of Sex Education was released on Netflix on Friday. If you're a fan of it, I'm sure you know and you've binged it because it's one of the most bingeable shows since it was released for the first time back in 2019. Uh, One of my favourite, just absolutely hilarious and it's gone across the world. This has gone and become one of the biggest shows Netflix has produced. Alongside Bridgerton, it's pretty much in the top five shows in every single territory. And why not? It's absolutely hilarious. All-star cast, Asa Butterfield, what a legend. You got Emma McKay in there, you got Nakudi Gatwa, Gillian Anderson, I mean, Mulder and Scully, hello. She's incredible in this show. Amy Lou Woods, who picked up the BAFTA recently as well for uh, her role in it. Uh, And I got to chat with the guys. I got to chat with them all about it. You'll be catching all the chats this weekend uh, as we break down this show. But let's kick it off with this. Mimi Keane, a.k.a. Ruby, and Asa Butterfield talk to us all about the show, what we can expect, what's happened in the past, and where we might see their characters going in the future. Congratulations, guys. Uh, So good to have you back is the best way to put it first off. Um, How's it feel to be back, especially after the last year that we've all had? It's um, it's great. It's very exciting. Um, It's it's weird because this show usually releases in January. so yeah, this sort of post-summer coming into season three's release has been so exciting. This is one of the series as well where I think the people who watched are genuinely friends with the characters. That, you know, they've gone on journeys with them. They've got to know them. They've seen intimate details of them. They've shared insecurities with them throughout. Do you get that fed to you kind of through social media throughout the year when it's not even airing of, of people kind of engaging in that way with the show and and consistently, not only with yourselves, but with what you would imagine your characters? It depends when people are watching it. So I think people rewatch it. I hear that a lot. People say yeah. I'm rewatching and rewatching. So yeah, for sure. It's definitely, for me, it's an all year round thing. Um, and I like to hear it. It brings me up, raises me up on the day. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. It's always nice to... Um hear positive things about your show and because this is such a global show it's, it's done well yeah. in sort of everyone on every continent so it's amazing to have that kind of response um no matter where you sort of go in the world uh, and it's, it's, it makes it yeah we're lucky and as you embark on a new season and you're ready for i guess the audience to see what is going to happen with Otis and Ruby and, and, and everything else. How do you feel about that? Because obviously it's going in a direction that some people obviously be really happy about. Um, but also at the same time, it's a brand new uh, world for, for the two of them. Yeah. It's, um, it's a, it's a big step um, for them. And then lots has changed over the summer uh, that, that we've been away over term. Um, I think they both, it was nice in the season. We really get to see sides to these characters we haven't seen before and we see how they bring that out in each other. Um, so in Otis's case, he's obviously Ruby's rubbed off on him. So he's gotten a little bit sassier. He's got a bit of spring in his step. Um, we see him, we see her dressing him up, not wholly with his acceptance, but he, yeah. he goes along with it. Um, 
and uh, and that's a lot of fun. I mean, as an actor, it's just nice to play different things. And me and Mimi had so we we had a real laugh on a lot of those scenes. We did, we did for sure. I love the way you say that Otis has almost, you know, become sassier, but then at the same time, uh, Ruby has almost kind of softened up a little yes. bit. Yes, wow. I think we sort of rubbed off on each other in a way, because yeah. a balance is always good. Um, yeah, so giving Otis a bit of sassiness, there's no problem there. Ruby's too much sass. She needs to be softened up a little bit, which Otis does. So it's it's actually one of the best combinations, in my opinion. I think it's great. And of course, she's been on a journey since the first season as well, uh, in a major way from, you know, kind of being sprinkled out through throughout that first season um, and the episode five and, and and all of that to where she is now is, is one of these sort of main players. And I always remember kind of that storyline of, you know, the intimate images being shared and, and all of that. Just this show has always had so many relatable moments like that that I think are so important not just tackling this in, in a way of you know making us all laugh and smile but also really important things have you always kind of engaged with seeing that outside of the series and seeing how stories like that maybe haven't been shown in that realm of a school setting before and things that actually young people do experience and are quite scared of as well yeah I think it the, the stuff that gets the stuff that they explore in the show is always supposed to be is supposed to be stuff that actually does happen. And I think that's what makes it so relatable for people. But it it's done, like you said, it's funny, but it's real life stuff that people go through all the time. So it's almost presenting it to people in a digestible way so they can watch it and laugh and enjoy the show at the same time as, as seeing those things that they thought maybe it was weird to talk about or something that might have happened to them because obviously you know it does happen a lot revenge porn is definitely like a thing that takes place um but that's just like one that i did personally um and you hope that it sort of any any people who are victims of that it helps them to understand that you know it's it's not okay and it happens to everyone uh well not everyone but it happens to a lot of people um and I think that's, yeah, it was probably what makes it so relatable. People want to see their experiences and themselves represented. And I think that's what the show does. 100%. And I think throughout this series, you've done that on multiple occasions through so many different things. You've also taught me a lot that I did not know before. Oh. In years. Nice. <laughs> that's why it's an education. <laughs> it is. It is for the viewer, for everyone. Um, I love as well, the last time, obviously, we were all allowed to be in rooms together. I don't know if you remember, Asa, but you, uh, I walked into the room and I had just dyed my hair the day before and you went, I really want to dye my hair. And then Instagram, <laughs> the next day, you had my hair cut. That was the first time you went peroxide and you, you yeah, died. Yeah, I, re I remember this. And I, 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 and I couldn't figure out what color to do it. And then I just went like full, like white. Yeah. I almost went pink. That was my uh, that was my second choice. Um, as I said, yeah. congratulations on this. The series have just got gone from strength to strength every single year, and it's just a joy to spend more time with these characters. For you guys, are these characters that you want to spend a lot more time with as you know more series can go on as long as possible? I mean, I I, I have so much fun with Otis. Um, he's relatable, and he's kind of I think comedy just in general. Um, just the but not only the atmosphere you get on set but also just like the freedom you can bring to the sound of spontaneity and finding jokes where you might not necessarily know there was a joke is a is a fun process um 
but at the same time, you know, we've been these characters for three years, um, and each year we're kind of digging out more of them. But you, I mean, you can't do that forever. Yeah. Um, and these characters are growing up; they're in their last year of college. Um, so I really don't know. I mean, it would be sad to say you could buy to Lotus, um, but at the same time, I, I sort of feel like we've definitely explored a lot of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's in, it's in the writer's hands. I'd, I'd love to do another season, but who knows? Well, we will be right here for it. So thank you so much, guys. Congratulations. Thank uh, you, Stephen. Sure everyone is going to for this. Pleasure. Now, Sex Education Season 3, out now on Netflix. If you're a big fan of the show, I'm sure uh, you're well aware and have probably binged it all already. Uh, but on the line to talk to us all about it are Shuti Gatwa, who plays Eric Eflong, and uh, Amy Lou Wood, after winning her BAFTA for the show, who plays, of course, Amy Gibbs. I'm so excited to talk to them and find out all about uh, all about this season because I've digged into a couple of episodes already and I can tell you it is just as good as everything we've seen before from this show. And like I said, we have them on the line right now. Congratulations, guys. Welcome back. How does it feel to be back on our screens? Of course, everybody's been waiting for this and I feel like a show like yours is on all the time because it's one of the most memed shows online. So you can't really go a few days without actually witnessing something from true. it. True, so true. <laughs> no, it's very memeable. Yeah, is there any very memes memeable. that have stuck out for you? Maybe words or, or, or sentences or, or catchphrases that you've noticed of yourself being used a lot since. Uh, Stephen, you know exactly the question that you're <laughs> asking, bro. Yes. You know exactly the question you're asking. <laughs> Yes, Desi figures we said. <laughs> I, my mum literally sent me the NHS. She works for the NHS. She sent me the NHS poster with my face on it. Saying, watch that. And she was like, you're in my work. Yes, like, I knew that we were going to work together one day. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is annoying. Um, I've seen that about a bit. But it feels, to answer your earlier question, it feels really good to be back with season mm. three of Sense Education. It's a long time, it's nine months later than we would normally release it. Yeah, it's usually so January, very... right? Am I saying as well? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. January, yeah. So it feels, um, feels great to finally be getting it back out. I feel like this is a show where people are welcoming their friends back every time because that's what it feels like over the years of, of watching all the series. You loved that. That's what people <laughs> saying. Really, that's what going on. saying. <sighs> Look at us. Literally Look at us. Took the words Look at out us, of our <laughs> But it does. It feels like that. And it feels like whatever way the show goes, you're just kind of following along with your mates and, and figuring things out with them along the way. And mostly because what they go through are things that people go through on a daily basis um, all across. Maybe not to someone specific, but to their friends. Are there any storylines for you over the years that have really garnered a lot of um, reaction personally? And have you've, you've realized maybe in your direct messages or just from a general kind of conversation online of how relatable they actually were? Yeah, I think the, bu- the bus, the mm. bus storyline for me was just like the reaction. I, I knew it was going to mean a lot to a lot of people, but I didn't. I don't think I I massively underestimated how how big an impact that was going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it really did, yeah. It really did. Like a lot of a lot of people kind of still do like really open up to me, even if I go and kind of buy a coffee somewhere. It, it kind of, there's something about that storyline that really people really want to talk about it, and people really you know still. And so that was that was the one. F- for me, I think that had the most, the most reaction. Um, yeah. It's been pretty big. 
Can I ask? Well, um, has, has, I was going to say, has she has she gotten a bit too big for her boots now with the BAFTA? Oh, <laughs> of course. Those boots, I cannot fit into those boots Are they anymore. Too big now? No, 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 no. The thing with the BAFTA was is that the way my brain works is I enjoyed about ten seconds of after I won it. I enjoyed about ten seconds of joy and a fuzzy feeling, and then yeah. I went straight into anxiety. Really? So, <laughs> so I, it's lovely, but the boots still fit, definitely. It's thoroughly. If anything, I need to grow into the boots. I was going to say, it's thoroughly and wholly deserved, um, but all oh, the nominations okay. across uh, across the series have been in that regard. As, you know, a, a show that very much started with humble beginnings, I don't think anybody really knew what to expect from it. Have you just been blown away by not just the you know, the British audience that has really dived onto this, but across the world, this has gone so far and so wide. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it took us, took our hats off. <laughs> the reaction of, of season one, it was like, what? And then yeah. Yeah. me and Amy have been saying like this past week, like we're still kind of playing catch up to, I guess the reaction mm. of it. It didn't make sense for a long time or we didn't kind of understand what was going on. And now, I guess with the delay of everything, we've kind of maybe had a bit of time to catch up and calm down. Um, but it is, it's really beautiful that the show gets this reaction around the world because like to kind of jump onto your, your last question, mm. like I always get kind of blown away uh, by like the reaction to, I guess like Eric living his, his most free life. Mm. Like whenever I've gotten messages before, it's always been from people across the world in places where it's because you can completely forget the freedoms that we have here and you make the show and you have a good time and you're having fun and then you'll get a message from someone in Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. talking about how they feel like they can escape when they watch the show and then you realize like oh wow there's a real there's like a real meaning and substance to the show that really matters. And like, it's, I'm glad that it's connected with people around the world and that there's that like sense of escapism that people can have. Um, but yeah, I mean, also it's such an odd little show as well. Yeah. And we've got such an odd little sense of humor and there's like poo on cars and like, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a very, <laughs> it's like, it's funny to me that like people in <laughs> all over the world are watching this. Yeah of us idiots like run yeah, around so true especially like the stuff that we make up like the stuff yeah. that, like we've made up on the day that yeah. gets into the show that's like just us messing about and then all of a sudden it like people are saying it and it's like oh my god we were just like, <laughs> yeah. and we're such we're so silly and it's like <laughs> it's just idiots. so funny please yeah. keep like, being silly <laughs> keep it going because um yeah. like i said it just feels like you're joining back up with your mates and even though they might be leaving school very soon fingers crossed there's something on the way right after um in that regard too uh, congratulations guys and um i don't just mean on the series i mean also on that uh, impact that you guys have obviously you know witnessed yourself whether it be with lgbt issues or just things that people have experienced throughout this show that um are wholly relatable i think for people who are going through something at that moment or have already you know gone through it in the past i feel like it's it's a show that's there for them so congratulations mm. oh thank you thank you very much Susan. also on the show this weekend and hitting streaming platforms this week is everybody's talking about jamie this was meant to be released last year but it's found its way onto amazon prime if you are a subscriber Trust me, you're going to have so much fun with this movie. You might be aware of the story already, uh, but the film itself stars Richard E. Grant, Sarah Lancashire, Sharon Horgan, Ralph Ineson, uh, 
Shabna Gulati and also a brand new star in Max Harwood. Honestly, I think this boy is going to be doing big, big things over the next while. And he was also just one of the sweetest people to talk to. The story is about a guy in school and as a teenager who wants to become a drag queen and is fighting off all of the criticisms that he gets from his class and everybody else from that. Uh, it's based on a true story and it's just incredibly touching and lovely and great fun. Like I said, our very own Sharon Horgan is in it as well, but I got to catch up with Max this week to talk about his starring role. Based on the West End musical, which was based on a true story, um, this is just a really, really gorgeous film with an incredible cast as well, including the lead star Max Harwood in his first feature production and also his first acting gig pretty much uh, as well as that our very own Sharon Horgan is in there Richard E. Grant as well is his mentor and like I said it's just an incredibly inspiring and, and gorgeous and lovely tale about just embracing yourself and, and being your authentic self uh, Jamie New is a 16 year old who doesn't quite fit in basically instead of pursuing a traditional career he dreams of becoming a drag queen uncertain about his future he knows one thing uh, that he's going to be a sensation that is in his mind and he knows it's going to happen so he's supported by a loving mother and uh, some amazing friends uh, but he has to overcome a number of uh, discriminations and, and bullying to step out of the darkness in this movie and like I said it's absolutely whopper and I got to talk to Max Harwood who plays Jamie New in the movie uh, the other day and break down the character and also <laughs> I guess the excitement of getting a job like this his first ever and not only that going on tour across America once it was released and ending up in Neil Patrick Harris's house for a screening of the film absolutely amazing congratulations on this what a whirlwind I'm sure you're still trying to catch your neck especially just going through Instagram and seeing all those photos from America that must have been one hell of a yeah, journey yeah it truly was um, it, it was crazy so how do you go from you know that moment of the casting to being in the Hamptons and Neil Patrick Harris's backyard <laughs> I mean um, yeah no it I mean that is just crazy because we shot this film like in a, a an old glass factory in Goldthorpe um, and then obviously like two and a half years later, I'm literally on the side of Neil Patrick Harris's pool watching like Willem do a, a performance and then jumping into the swimming pool. It's like completely two separate worlds for sure. <laughs> um, both incredibly joyous though and completely camp. So that's where they, that's where the they moment. meet. <laughs> that's where they meet. That is the connection. Can you tell me the, the moment when you did find out you got the part and what those feelings were because obviously I'm, I'm sure I've never seen the show on stage but I'm aware of the importance of it so knowing that and the weight behind that that moment of, of, of finding out that not only yeah I've got a gig I'm gonna be in a movie but also at the same time being like oh yeah but a lot of people this is gonna mean a lot to a lot of people yeah well I'm I hope it does um, I was like not really expecting to get the role but I'd been through like a seven round audition process um, which was like, you know, it was it was fun, but it was quite grueling. I had to do everything. Like I had to sing all of the songs. I had to do all of the, lots of dancing. And they put me in drag twice and I recorded an out, like pretty much recorded lots of the songs before they'd offered me the job. Um, and then I didn't have an agent. So basically Jonathan Butterall offered me the job in the room with the casting director said, how wow. do you feel? And I was like, I, I froze. I like screamed a little bit. I definitely swore. Um, <laughs> I think are you effing kidding me was what I said and then um, I said can I I was like can I call my mum is what I said and then I called my mum and I called my dad and told them 
it was just a bit of a whirlwind. The whole thing really truly has been like a proper dream come true. I'm such a musical movie kid. And you went through the queer rite of passage of dyeing your hair blonde. Which, absolutely, uh, really, yeah. The absolute queer rite <laughs> of passage. When it comes to uh, the character of Jamie, obviously there is that, you know, based on true events, based on, on true stories, that original documentary, I remember watching it back when it was released as well. Um, meeting Jamie for the first time. I mean, how was that? That must have been just obviously wonderful, but also a little bit nerve wracking, I'd say in some regards. Yeah, I think, you, we, were, I think we were both, we were both nervous though. Like we were both visibly like, we we're both visibly like a bit awkward, but like I feel like we, I feel mm. like that's where me and Jamie, like our energies link. Although we have like this exuberance and like, I know that I'm like, a, like very like, like confident outwardly. We both have like, we both have a lot going on and like we're both like a bit innately awkward. So that's as soon as I met him, I was like, ah, like I understand what I'm going to lean into now to play you. And that that meeting him was so helpful, like and observing him just really helped me deepen what I was going to be drawing on to play him. And, you know, like for me, like often when you do like a bio, I say often when you do, like I've done loads of biopics. I've not, obviously. <laughs> it's, my best film. it's all ahead of you. Yeah. It's all ahead of you. Um, like when people do these biopic films, they don't often get to meet the person who it's about. So mm. like for me, it was just a true gift to like be able to like dive in and like actually like do it, like try and do like a really just jo job to his story. And I wanted to be respectful, obviously, but um, we created like Jamie New for the, for the, for the production, which is, which is separate to Jamie Campbell because something's happened in his mm. life and something doesn't, you know, and it was really good in the moments that really aligned with Jamie Campbell's life to use the things that I'd learned and spoken to him about to make that feel real. And then the moments that weren't Jamie Campbell and were Jamie knew, I was, you know, encouraged to pour my own self and my own experiences into. That is Max Harwood talking about Everybody's talking about Jamie, which is out on Amazon Prime right now, and it's just an absolute riot. It's so much fun and just really inspiring, and it's getting great reviews across the board. 78% on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Stephen Byrne on 2FM.